It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You're going to get treated today not only to spiritual food, but to some good eats over there next door. So hopefully you can stick around for that this afternoon. Amen and amen. Uh, I'm still um, rejoicing from a couple weekends ago, my mom's 90th birthday. So, you know, it's always good to have, give my mom and dad a big hand today. It's always good to have them here. We've been so blessed as a family. You know, not only uh, my, my parents, my siblings that attend here. So it's just been a blessing. And uh, today, uh, I do want to speak to you, um, and I've titled this message, Vision, Integrity, and Faith, Keys to Manifesting Dreams. How many have a dream or a vision, right? I think that should be all of you. If you don't, you need to step it up. You're never, you know, here's the thing. Some of us say, well, I'm too old. You know, that's, or um, it's, it's passed me by. Do you know that most of the things that have occurred in our lifetime, I mean, from Ray Kroc to McDonald's, he was in his 60s when he founded McDonald's. That's just one example. But uh, it's never too late. And uh, one of the other things that we have to realize is that God has given all of you a purpose for your life. Amen? Has, has created a purpose in why he created you. And... I'm going to get to all that, but this month we've been celebrating uh, 10 years as your pastors here in American Canyon uh, at Foothill Christian American Canyon. I just want to invite my beautiful wife, the First Lady of the Church, Anna Aguirre-Mendez, to come up and share a few words on uh, these last two 10 years. They've gone by pretty quick, haven't they? They have gone by pretty quick. God is faithful. You know, when we first started, our girls were, were young. Um, well, they're still young. <laughs> but um, the Lord has placed the desire in our heart. When we had our girls, we wanted our girls to serve the Lord. But we also wanted our girls to have their own walk with the Lord because we kind of noticed that there's other children that are raised in the church but they really don't have their own their own walk with the Lord. And what happens is that when they get older, they walk away from the things of God, but they do come back. Because the Bible says that if you train a child, when they get older, they, they even though they depart, they will come back. But I wanted my girls to have um, to have their own walk, their own experience. And Throughout these 10 years, I have seen these two young girls go through a lot of hard things that a lot of you, I think most of you maybe don't even know. And I've seen God do a work in them. And what thrills my heart is that they've been allowed to grow in the church and to learn about God and to know that he is real. And, um, and to see that the girls can lead us all in worship, that's, that's been a big blessing to me. That's been a big blessing. The other thing that I've been blessed is to get to know each one of you and to see your walk. You know, it isn't easy being a Christian. I would like to say that, you know, Pastor Rick and I get along great and everything's always our families with our girls. Everything's just perfect. But you know what? It isn't like that. It's just, it's not like that. It's not like that. But God is our strength. You know, it would be easier as a person, as a human being, as a wife, to get offended by my husband or by my children and just stay offended and just to maybe ignore them. But God commands us to love one another. And sometimes it's so hard to do after someone has either given you a dirty look or said something that's hurt your heart. Um, 
but we need to do that with our family, and then we need to do that outside of the, the family. So to me, one of the hardest things is being a Christian, but I love that I see each one of you, you keep going. And yes, we do fall, but we pick ourselves up and we keep going. And to me, that's Amen. been the biggest blessing to see each one of you continue this walk. It's not easy, but God has done such a great thing in our lives. And the big prize is that we get to spend eternity in heaven with him that we can't even imagine what that's going to be like. But that, to me, that, that's the goal. And I'm just so blessed by all of you. Amen. Thank you, dear. Give her a big hand. Behind every good man is a, is a better woman, right? Is a strong woman. And happy wife, happy life. Men, that's the secret to life. So uh, that's how a successful marriage works. Happy wife, happy life. You know, Bianca was 17 and Raquel was 14 when they were thrust into positions really of leadership in our church. Whether it was fair or unfair at that time, they took it on and they've grown in that. But I'm proud of not only my family, my wife and my children, but proud of each of you as I've seen God transform your lives and do a miracle in your lives, what he's still working on. How many know that God is still working on your life right now? None of us have arrived. None of us are perfect, but we're all on that journey to discovering who we really were created to be. Um, I just want to give you a, few, a little bit of background on how our church started, and then I'll get into the message. But back in 2009, there was a church that was meeting at Canyon Oaks Elementary School that was folding up. And Pastor Steve uh, found out about this, Pastor Steve Nally from Foothill Christian Napa. And so he wanted to have a presence there, so he started Foothill Christian American Canyon at that time. But before he ever went there, I don't know if most of you know this, but he came and met with Pastor Alan Brazil of this church, of Open Door Church, and he planted seed in him. What he did was he came to him and said, uh, listen, Pastor Alan, we want to uh, build a church here or, or start a church here. We don't want to take your people, we want, but we want to give you an offering. We want to give you a financial gift and plant it as a, as a spiritual seed so that uh, it'll grow here in American Canyon and bless your church. Do you know how we've come full circle now? We're now meeting in that church that Pastor Steve planted a seed in. Can you just give God the, a hand for that right now? God, God works all things in mysterious ways, but he did that to honor Pastor Allen, who's been a pastor here in this town for over 35-plus years. And so we started meeting in 2009 at Canyon Oaks Elementary School. I remember going and helping set up. We weren't pastors there. I was still uh, going to Bible school at that time, just uh, the year before I had started going to Bible school. And then um, it was around 2012 that Pastor Steve was asking both Anna and I, hey, uh, I feel that the Lord might be telling you to go and lead the church in American Canyon. And I looked at him and I just said, well, I haven't felt the Lord tell me that. And, you know, if, when the Lord tells me that, we'll jump at it. We'll go and Sure enough, it was just a few months later, and it was now 2013, where we started coming, and it was September, September 8th, we actually came and became the lead pastors in American Canyon while we were meeting at Canyon Oaks Elementary School, and I preached our, my very first message on September 22nd of 2013 there, and it was titled, How Big Is Your Faith?, 
Because I believe faith is what carries us. Amen. How many have faith today? Do you have faith for big things, for, for impossible things? Because that's what faith is. If you can do it, that's not faith. If you, if you can manage it, it's not faith. Faith is something that you can see, but you, you don't know how you're going to get there, but you know you're going to get there. That's what faith is. And so I know this, that the enemy has a plan to steal that faith from you and I. He, he would have uh, quickly told us, who do you think you are in your 50s starting a church and becoming lead pastors? You have no experience other than the few years I was helping Pastor Steve as his assistant in Napa. I didn't have all the background. I hadn't uh, led a church. But God can use you and I, amen? God takes the simple things of life like us and uses them because we've met hundreds and hundreds of people that have walked into our lives that aren't even here today, but hundreds have come into our lives that we've gotten to know, that we've gotten to pray for. And that's really been the purpose of why God's called us to have an impact in their lives and in your lives if you're here today listening to my voice. So I want to remind you again that just because you think you're, 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 not, um, you're too old, you're not smart enough, you're not talented enough, you're not, you don't have the right finances to be able to do this or that, let me just tell you, if God's given you a vision or a dream, it will come to pass. Amen? I mean, I need to hear a bigger amen than that. Amen. 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 I want to read a scripture to you found in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. I believe that's on the outline that you have. If you don't have an outline, raise your hand. One will be given to you, but you should have a, an outline here. We got one coming up here towards the front. But e Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and this is the New International Version. It says it this way. He, speaking of God, has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. You see, our God does so many things. You can't imagine, you can't fathom what God can do in your life. And right now, I've, I asked uh, Raquel to put together a little slideshow of uh, some pictures of over the years. It's a three-minute slideshow, so if we can get the lights, and we're going to play that right now. Amen. Give Raquel a big hand for putting that together. So many wonderful memories there. So many people that have gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, so many people that have come into our life and then gone on and continued to live their life. But so many memories. And God's planted those people in our lives just like he's planted you today in this church. It's not by accident that you're here today. Sorry. Just a lot of memories. A lot of good times. Why? Because God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. So this is what I want to talk to you about just for the next few moments here today. In order for your dreams to come to pass, in order for your vision to come to pass, there's a few things that you and I must learn to do that we have to learn to, to, to surrender our lives, such as what Bianca was talking about this afternoon in worship. Surrendering, not just just entertaining God's presence. God's presence is in the church. Amen? That's, that's a given. But to 
have his manifest presence to surrender, to be completely surrendered and just say, Lord, here I am. I'm your open vessel so that you can accomplish anything in my life and in the lives of those around me. That's surrendering, complete surrender. When you're at that point in your life, look out because God can do amazing and mighty things when you have surrendered. Amen. But if you want the things that God has placed in your heart to come to pass, sometimes the distance between your dreams and, and reality is a call to action. Things don't happen just by themselves. Sometimes you got to put your feet to the task and, and get to work, right? It, things just don't happen by themselves. You may be saying, well, I'm too busy, but nobody's too busy. It's just a matter of priorities. Anna and I both worked jobs. We, we could have said, we're too busy. We don't got time for this. But Anna's worked two and three jobs even during this time. And the other thing we have to do is do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Sometimes God takes you down a path where the ultimate destination is that way, but you got to do certain things this way in order to get to that destination. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do until God has you get to where you want to get. Amen? And then ask yourself, finally, if what you're doing today is getting you closer to that goal, getting you closer to that vision that God has given you, give, getting you closer, or are you just doing all the things that you know are keeping you further away from that goal? You see, with the help of God, he can take your dream, your vision, and make it come to pass. Amen. That is the good God that we serve. That is why he is a good, good God, a good, good father. You know, there's so many people that have had vision. I mentioned, you know, McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Uh, there's so many. Uh, we can think of the Colonel, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders. How many remember the good old rotary phones? You know, you dial these. Well, if you're under a certain age, you shouldn't be able to remember those because they weren't around. They haven't been around for years. But how many remember they were mounted on your wall? And even before that, you had to crank a magneto to get a, a signal. I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember when you could pick up the phone back in the day and it was a party line. You could actually hear people on the other end. And you had to share this line. You see, not every house had a line. You had to share a line with certain houses, and you weren't supposed to listen and gossip. You were supposed to hang up until there was nobody there. And, of course, nobody ever listened to phone calls back then. Of course not. But they went from that to then they, they put a, a long cord on there. Now you could take that phone from the wall and, and go all the way over here and, and make your tortillas while you were on the phone, right? And, and then somebody said, well, let's get rid of that. Let's make a, a mobile phone. I remember the first time I saw one, this gentleman, he was a contractor that I knew. He had a suitcase in his truck. It was a suitcase, and it had a big old phone in there with a cord attached to this suitcase, and that was the first mobile phone I ever saw. I'm not talking about your smartphones that you have now. And then that developed into smartphones. What I'm trying to get at is everybody along the way had a vision, had a dream of, of something different. God has given each of you a vision, a dream. Don't let circumstances... 
Don't let anybody tell you that you cannot accomplish your dream or your vision. Amen? Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. And I'm reading out of the King James Version because this is the version I like, this translation uh, as it declares it. But it says it this way, where there is no vision, the people perish. There has to be a vision so that the people can flourish. Where there is a vision, people will flourish is really what that's stating. And see, again, I believe that every one of us have been given that vision, that dream. From the youngest one here to the oldest one, you still have a dream to believe whatever it is God has birthed in your heart and in your spirit. My dream for this church continues to be the same thing it was when we first came. And that is that, that people would have a relationship, would develop a relationship with the Lord. There's people that walk in through these doors that know what that means, what a relationship with Almighty God means. I, I'm praying that they would develop a relationship. You see, the mandate that was given to me was to teach all nations, making disciples. That was the mandate. Not to have the greatest worship team, not to have the, the greatest drummer. We have a good drummer today, didn't we? You know, and, and, and it's not any of that, but it's to make disciples. Disciples are people that follow God and his word and then are transformed by the power and renewing of his word. You see, how many here have been transformed today by the power of his word? You're, you're no longer that same person or you don't think the same way that you thought you can see some of your friends, possibly, that, that took a different path in life, and they make different choices than you because God has transformed your mind and your thinking. That is our job as pastors. That is the job of every church, to tra help you transform in your life spiritually. Amen? And, and part of that is thirsting and hungering for his word, for, his, for righteousness. And we need that more and more in our day and age that we live in today. As we've talked about here, we have a confused world that we live in. Males thinking they're females, females thinking that they're males, don't know what bathroom to go to, do I go to, I go to that one. Uh, we live in a confused world. God didn't make it where we should be confused. He made it pretty simple, cut and dry, but we live in a very confused world. And that's why we need transformation in our heart and in our spirits, in our minds, amen? So I want to ask you a question today. Is that you today? Have you been transformed? Have you been completely transformed from the inside out? And if you haven't, part of that is what Bianca was referring to this afternoon is surrendering. Surrendering is saying, I give up. What's the universal sign for surrender? Have you lifted your hands and said, Lord, I give up? I'm tired of doing my life my way. I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results over and over. Or are you willing to just say, Lord, I give up? And you know, part of that, believer here today, when we come and we lift our hands, that's what we're saying. It's nothing more than just saying, Lord, I surrender to you. I am surrendered. Have your way in my life. Today, I surrender my life so that you can transform my mind, my thinking, my spirit. Amen? Amen. Here's another thing I, I want to remind you. If you, God has given you a vision and a dream for your life, 
for your path. Never. Everybody say never. And you know what I did? I looked this up in the Greek, the word never. And uh, you know what it means in Greek? It means never, exactly. But never allow circumstances to change your vision that God has placed in your heart. Again, going back to excuses. Well, I don't have enough money. Well, I don't have the right lifestyle. Well, I don't live in the right place. Well, I don't have the right job. I don't have the right spouse. I don't have a spouse. Whatever the excuse may be. Don't allow circumstances to change the vision or remove the vision that God has placed in your heart. If God has given you something, he's going to be faithful, amen? He's going to be true to honor that vision and dream for your life. He's done it with my family, with my daughters. He's done it with my wife. He's done it with my parents, my siblings. Every one of those things we've prayed for, I know they've prayed for that too. I'm not the only one praying for those things. But when you have a goal, a vision, and a dream, and you pray for it faithfully, God honors that. Amen. Now, here's the other thing that vision will demand. Vision or dreams will demand integrity. Everybody say integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody is looking. Integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. Because you see, it's very easy to do the right thing when eyes are upon you. When you've got people looking, well, is he going to make the right choice or the wrong choice? Is she going to choose the bad thing or the right thing? And people are looking. That's, that's very easy to do. But when nobody's looking, that's what integrity is. How are you going to face those challenges? Are you going to be a, a person, a man, a woman of integrity? Because that is what God is calling you to be, a person of integrity in all of your ways. Amen? Not just here at church. But outside church, the way you conduct your life, you see, what others believe about you is never important as what you believe about yourself. That's where gossip starts. That's where things are said. People can say things about you, but what do you believe about yourself? How much faith do you have in yourself that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Can you do that? Can you believe for that? That's what God is challenging you and I today to, to remember the vision he's given you, the dream he's given you. That could be for your family. It could be for your career. It could be for a, a job uh, path in your future. It could be for your retirement. I, I don't know, whatever it may be. God is going to be faithful and continue to honor that dream he's given you. But here's what happens. Life Throw, or I should, excuse me, the enemy throws those fiery darts, which we've been studying on, on our Wednesday night Zoom Bible studies. We've been studying on the armor of God and how the enemy fires these fiery darts at us to discourage us, to take us off course. And these are two reasons why dreams break down. I want to share those with you. First of all, we quit believing in God, the God that gave us that dream. We quit believing in him. Well, God, I've been serving you for two years, three years, fill in the blank. And you haven't answered my prayer. Um, I would encourage you to read the Bible. There, How many years did Moses have to endure? Forty years and beyond. How many years did 
did many of these characters in the Bible have to endure pain and, and go through their stuff, but being faithful to God until they saw their answer? Amen? You see, all of us here are thankful that we're not Job, right? If you've never read the book of Job, be thankful. Because Job suffered. You and I are not suffering. Let's just put an end to that right now. You and I are not suffering. Job suffered in the Bible. And so for some of us, we can quit believing in God because he hasn't come through on our timetable. You see, you and I can't give God a timetable. God sets the time. He sets the table. And he brings the solution and the answer for your life. So the first thing we do is we quit believing in God. The second thing we do is we quit believing in ourselves. We give up on that hope. We give up on that dream. We give up on that vision. It's never going to come to pass. God, you're never going to do this in my life. It's never going to come. I'm too old, smart enough. I'm not talented enough. God takes the lowly. God takes the simple to confound the wise, the scriptures say. Amen. So none of you here have an excuse to quit on yourselves. Keep believing. Amen. Keep believing. And in, in the interim, while your dream has yet to come to pass, if your vision has yet to come to pass, then come up to those that are still pursuing their dream and encourage them. Continue to encourage them. You got this. Irene, you got this. You can keep going. You know, and, and, uh, and so forth. Um, you know, whoever, Gregory, continue to go on, believe, pursue that dream that God gave you, that he birthed it here. Pursue it. Don't, don't give up on it. God is faithful, amen? God is faithful. You know, I have this word, plan, P-L-A-N. That's what I do at work. I'm a production planner, or a, the title's a master scheduler, but what I do is plan, and there's an acronym, P-L-A-N. So if you, if you look at it this way, I don't have it on the screen, the P would be pray it out. Pray it out. What is your goal? What is your vision? Pray it out. Pray it out. It starts with prayer, number one. L would be lay it out. How am I going to make it happen? What, am I, what do I have to do? What does God want me to do to make this happen? Do I got to go to Bible school, which is what I did? Um, the second thing, the A would be act it out. Now begin walking in that direction. Walk it out. And then the N is navigate it out. Because sometimes God has you going this way and then that way because of circumstances that are occurring all around you. Because the enemy wants to distract you. You have to navigate it out. So plan it out. But above all else, you and I have to continue to have faith. You know, that's one thing that is one of the hardest things to, to have here when you face circumstances, when you face illness, when you face death, when you face tragedy. It's to have faith. And we get that because that's, we're only human. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, and the King James Version says it this way. It's very succinct, very clear. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It means that you can't see it. These are the things that you and I are hoping for. That is what faith is. Faith is the substance. It's something that I'm hoping for, longing for, pointing to. I can't see it, but I know by faith God is going to give that to me. Amen? God is going to make that happen. That is a hard thing, a hard concept to grasp sometimes. 
So right now, I want you to pull out that little plastic bag you were handed. If you weren't handed one, raise your hand. You'll get one right now. But all of you should have a little plastic bag right there. And in that plastic bag are mustard seeds. I've done this illustration a few times before. But the Bible mentions, and we're going to cover um, that scripture, about Jesus saying that if you only had the faith the size of a mustard seed. I want you to pick that plastic bag up. Look at how tiny those seeds are. They're smaller than even a, the tip of a ballpoint pen. They're so tiny, some of you can't even see them without your reading glasses. That's how tiny they are. And some of you said amen. <laughs> but here's, here's what the, the gospel of Matthew says in chapter 17 and verse 20, and I'm getting ready to close this afternoon. But in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17 and verse 20, listen to this, what Jesus said. He replied, because you have so little faith. Let me say that again. Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing, everybody say nothing, will be impossible for you. Did you catch that? What is your mountain today? What are you facing today? What is that mountain that is in your life? All of us have a mountain. It could be your relationship. It could be your finances. It could be an illness. It could be your career. It could be your the path that you're on right now, but you're all facing a mountain. And if you may not be facing it today, I promise you there will be a mountain coming your way at some point. All of us face mountains. But see, that's why Jesus had to come and say, hey, don't worry. If you have faith the size of this mustard seed, raise it up again. I want that to be a reminder to you. What God is saying is, he doesn't want you to be like the mustard seed. He doesn't want you to, to not have faith. What he's asking you to do is to have complete faith and trust in him. And all it takes is that small amount of faith. That's what he's saying, is to have complete faith and trust in him, not in your finances, not in your talent, not in your abilities. But are you surrendering completely and you saying, are you saying, God, I trust you today. I trust you for my healing in my back. I trust you for the headaches I've been having, the migraines. I trust you for uh, this prognosis that the doctor gave me. I trust. Are you trusting him? Are you trusting him? God is challenging your faith. You see, he, he gave you a vision and a dream for your life. He doesn't want to derail you from that vision, that dream. He wants to encourage you. He wants to build that faith up in you so that one day you can be looking back celebrating 10 years of doing something because you've been faithful to the mission that God's called you to do, just like we are here today. Amen? Let's stand today as we close. Jesus is telling his disciples they don't need an abundance of faith. That small mustard seed is an example of that. You don't need an abundance. You don't need to be here telling anybody, well, I don't have that faith. I, don't, I haven't been a, 
a, a Christian or a believer for 40 years, I've only, been, you know what? Sometimes just the newest converts have bigger faith than you and I. The person that comes to Christ can believe for anything. Amen. Jesus is reminding them it's not the the the, the or the quantity of faith; it's the quality of faith. What is the quality of faith that you have for? the goal, the vision, the dream that God has given you. Just a little bit of quality faith is all that is needed to bring an answer to your solution in your life. See, Jesus wanted his disciples to understand this. Whenever you see the phrase, truly I tell you, or in the King James it says, verily, verily I say unto you. Jesus is trying to make an important point here. He's trying to say, this is important. Are you listening? Are you listening? Faith, right here. Faith. He's talking about faith. How big is your faith? What's the quality of your faith? In other words, are you putting 100% confidence in Him that He can answer whatever it is that is coming your way? I don't care what it is. Illness. Some of you here have been healed. God has healed your, your bodies. God has transformed you. God has taken addictions from some of you here today. And you can be thankful to God for taking those addictions away because by yourself, you haven't been able to do it. But God can, amen? God can. God can. Say that with me. God can. God can. God can. Amen. As we close today, I just want to remind you again, God has given you a vision. He's given you a dream. And I pray today that if, if you've lost track of that dream, if you've lost faith that that dream would ever happen, I would invite you to come up and we can pray for you here at, at the altars. If you want to just come up and pray as we worship on this last, this last song that Bianca is going to play, I would just invite you to come up and I can pray for you. We'd love to pray for you today. Amen. So come on up, those of you that want prayer today.